You're listening to another episode of Diary of a New Grad Speechy. We are the go-to podcast for students and new grad speechies who know a little about a lot, giving you our unprofessional but professional advice that you didn't know you needed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Diary of a New Grad Speechy. I'm Ash. And I'm Cass. Oh my goodness, it feels so good, but so weird to be back. I think it's been like four months since we've properly been behind. Wow. (laughs) We can tell it's been four months because we can hardly talk and we're feeling really nervous. (laughs) But I must say, I have definitely missed just our regular recordings and I've missed just doing this so much and I can't wait to update you all on what we have in store for 2022. Yeah, which is exciting. But look, recording while I was away on a boat and if anyone is new, I have been in Indonesia for six months and Cassie and I thought that for the last season we would keep recording, but it was actually really challenging. So that's why for the last season we decided to only put out eight episodes, but we are back and so ready to tackle another season and to tell you everything that we have been up to. I think, Ash, that we should probably just tell everybody what recording was actually like for us the time <laughs> that we attempted to record. Like, where do we begin? I feel like A, we had like a time zone issue and then B, it was like a reception issue. Mm-hmm. But even though the time difference was literally only two hours, I was on a time schedule with my two niece, nieces or niece? Um, you have two, so it'd be nieces. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know if the plural of niece was niece, you know? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like fish and fish. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Anyway, I was on a time schedule with my two nieces because they are, well, one is two and a half and the other is like six months old. So we also had a sleep time schedule that I could only really record while they were sleeping because otherwise they were too noisy and too loud and you would have heard lots of crying in the background, which would not have been good. I think there was one stage where it was so windy outside, but you were on like the outside of the boat because that was the only place you could get service and you had like Mm -hmm. something over the top of you to stop the wind coming in. And it was just, yeah, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. (laughs) So this is going to be a lot easier to record, hopefully. We'll see. Definitely. But to let everybody know what this episode is going to be about, not only is it going to be about us, of course, um, and about our plans for the podcast for the rest of the year. We also wanted to introduce a new segment that we have wanted to do for a little while and it's going to be called How to Talk with Parents. So excited. Ash, can you tell us a little bit about what that is going to look like? So this segment is just basically topics that we often have to talk about with parents, but we're going to have kind of like a little case study and just give you tips and tricks and advice on how we would approach that topic with parents. Because when you get into a session, you can mentally prepare what you're going to say. And then as soon as it comes down to actually having to say it, it all goes out the window and then you get really nervous. So we thought it would probably be a good segment. And if we feel nervous bringing up these types of topics of conversation with parents, then we're sure you guys would as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that we are going to just introduce 
really briefly at the end of each episode. So we're still going to have our main episodes with the content, but then at the end of those episodes, we just wanted to have a short little segment about chatting with parents and each week is going to be a different topic. So let's get into the episode. Ash, tell us about what you've been up to since you've been gone and since we've last caught up on here. Look, not a lot. (laughs) I mean, that's a lie. (laughs) I've just been sailing, going to the beach, diving, fishing, just all of that outdoorsy stuff. I was gone for about six months, which went really, really quickly. And I feel like I've lost a lot of knowledge. (laughs) The other day I was trying to discuss a therapy approach with my eldest niece and because I was trying to help her with her uni assignment and I totally forgot what the therapy approach was even called. So I thought, oh my goodness, I hope that when I go back to seeing clients that it all just like comes back to me. I hope it's like a big sponge, but yeah, so I was away. It was It was hard adjusting to living on a boat, but it was really fun and I really enjoyed being able to spend a lot of time with my two nieces and have that bonding time, I guess. They're like obsessed with me now, so that's good. (laughs) Goal achieved. Thank you. Thank you. I'm the favourite auntie. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, that's not hard. Yeah, I know. Everyone loves me. Anyway, but I am back and feeling really refreshed and ready to tackle work, which I have an announcement. Oh my God. Exciting times. Tell us. What is it? I'm actually pretty nervous to say it, to let everyone know. (laughs) But while I was away, I reflected on what I want as a career and where I want to go. I decided that it was best that I resigned from my previous position and try to reevaluate my life and what I want to do. I thought I had lots of ideas and I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind heading into a rural place. When I was in Darwin, I was like, I could totally work here. But I thought, oh, maybe also I want to work with the government. Like I just had no idea what I wanted to do. But I came to the conclusion and with lots of confidence boosting from my family and friends, I decided to open my own practice private practice so exciting I'm so happy for you thanks which is really scary (laughs) I feel like you know you would have had so much time to think on the boat because you would have naturally just thought about your life and what it was going to look like when you got back so and I feel like this was such a natural progression for you as well like where you're at with your life and your career so yeah I'm really happy for you Thank you. Thanks. But yeah, it's very scary having to do things um, by yourself. Like there's no one to really fall back on. If you're going to send an email, there's no one to quickly ask, oh, does this sound okay? Um, So that's going to be a big adjustment. But Cassie and I do have lots of friends who are in their own private practice. So I have created a nice little community where my friends are helping me. Thank goodness. Otherwise it would just be really scary. But Yeah, I bet because I feel like nobody tells you how to do it. Like there's things on Speech Pathology Australia to like set up a private practice, which are really, really great resources if you're ever thinking of that. But I feel like once you're in that position, right, you wouldn't really know. I don't know. Like you can read all the things that you want, but it's still so daunting. We actually did an episode, I think it was last year with one of our friends, Jess, who actually has a private practice and she goes into more of the 
ins and outs of how to sort of start up and the reasons to start up. So if you guys are considering it, I would definitely recommend listening to that episode again. Yeah. So that episode is called Starting a Practice with Boss Girl Jess. So yeah, it was good. The Speech Pathology Australia document was really awesome, but it's nice to get that hands-on experience for someone who's just gone through it and to let me know, you know, just to talk about the management, the practice management systems and which ones are really good and which ones are free and considering all those. So, and at the moment I'm just taking referrals and trying to sort out my resources. Oh, it's such a... (laughs) (laughs) it's such a bad job I'd literally just put all my resources in my garage and yeah trying to do that and just get everything set up are you getting like are you just chucking out all of your resources and starting afresh or are you trying to just actually sort through them like a normal person and get organized Um, I am trying to sort through them because I'm just trying to be like waste conscious (laughs) fair enough (laughs) I feel like every time I've changed jobs I've just like chucked everything out I know I remember trying to help you sort through your cupboard when we worked together and you were just like chuck it chuck it chuck it chuck it it's hard yeah uh so it's called coastal pediatric therapy and I'll share the details in the show notes so if you want to care and give me a follow you can (laughs) But I'll just be posting all things about my business and some tips and tricks for parents and my clients. Very, very cute name. And I feel like it's very fitting because you're living on the Gold Coast. So it's perfect. Thank you. How are you going to be running the clinic for now? What is your plan? I'm just going to be doing a mobile service for now. And I'm sure that once I get into it, I'll share my experience with you guys and definitely share the ups and downs of working mobile I'm not really into being mobile but trying to lease a commercial property is really expensive so that's something that you need to consider when you are opening up you need to have quite a bit of money behind you and I don't really so it's just going to be mobile for now so yeah we'll see how I go yeah fair enough and I feel like there's a lot of flexibility in that too if I get clients but we'll see I'm sure in a few weeks I'll report back and be like, it's okay, I've got some clients now. (laughs) Yeah, in a year you'll be like, I'm so busy, anyone can work for me, I've got a waiting list. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Anyway, fingers crossed. But that's enough about me, Cassie. What have you been up to? Do you have any updates? I know you do and I'm excited for you to tell them. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I literally feel like this last six months have just been crazy like you said that you were gone for six months and then when you came back and you're like what have you been up to and I was like literally nothing exciting it's just more like life changes and life decisions that have been in the mix for a while so I have had a bit of a change in my work life as well Ash I feel like we are always on the same page with everything that we do in one way or another I know always changing yeah I have decided to leave the job that I currently have in Brisbane which was at just a pediatric private practice and I absolutely loved that position and I really loved the team there and so it was really hard to leave Um, but I am finishing up there and my partner and I are going to move up to the Sunshine Coast uh, because his family live up there so we're going to live with them for a little bit. I have got another position there working at a pediatric private practice. So I'm super excited to start there. I'm sad that you're going to be moving further away from me. I know. It would take like two and a half hours to get to you rather than an hour. Literally. And like right now, 
we live in the inner city of Brisbane. So it was just so easy if like you wanted to come in and we just go out. But now it's a little bit further away. Mm. Oh, that's okay. I'm happy for you, I think. <laughs> It'll just be good to save money because our massive life change and decision since I've been gone is that we are going to move over to the UK for two years at the end of the year. <laughs> Literally, I'm so scared, but really excited, obviously. I'm really excited for you, but I'm also like not excited because I won't get to see you. But then I'm also really excited because then I'll get I'll get to come over for a holiday, which I'm coming over next year. But then I'm also sad because I won't get to see you. But then I also have to remind myself that I also left for six months. Yeah. <laughs> I know you you just should have gone the same time as me so we could have been away at the same time yeah. but yeah lots of changes especially like with friends because I feel like a lot of my friends are like settling down a lot of people are like you you know you're starting your own business and I'm like see ya <laughs> I'm, going, I'm just gonna go live overseas and do anything for two years that's so exciting literally live in the dream because I think everyone when they're at uni they're like I'm gonna go live in the UK and work and do like the gap year kind of thing that's exactly what I wanted but then uh, COVID happened so yeah we literally said the same thing we were like oh it's always something we wanted to do and then COVID I mean it's not finished but it's opened things up again and I was like well I'm not getting any younger so <laughs> I need to do it now <laughs> yes oh so exciting and I'm really keen to learn more about working over in the UK and being a speechy over there so I was like yes do it for the potty yeah <laughs> I wish it was like a sponsored thing. Um, but no, we will definitely be doing another episode about like the process to work overseas because let me tell you, it is a whole thing. Mm. Um, and I bet you now because of like since COVID happened, it would probably be a lot harder. I wonder if it's the same or if there's extra steps you need to take. Yeah, I have no idea. I guess I can't comment on that, but I just know the experience that I'm going through right now is – it's a very lengthy process and it's very expensive. So we will definitely touch on that later. But I am going to be a speechy over there. So we'll still be doing the podcast. Don't stress. Yes, we will be. We just have to navigate this time difference. I think it's like, I don't even know what the time difference is, but it's a li little bit more than two hours. So yeah. just luck. <laughs> You'll be like really tired going to sleep and I'll be like wide awake. Yeah, and vice versa. So that's okay. All right, well, that's enough about our little catch-up and let's get into our new segment, which is how to talk to parents. Yes, something that we've been wanting to do for a while. So, Ash, something I've been doing a lot this year at work, a part of my new role is supervising a new grad student and also supporting new grads with late talk or assessments and therapy, which I absolutely Exciting. love. But a huge area that I'm finding that I'm supporting my new grads a lot in and conversations I'm having quite regularly with parents is around that early diagnostic phase, particularly of ASD, and just chatting to parents about how they're navigating this oh, phase. Which is so tricky. I even struggle still to this day to talk about it and because so many parents can be in the different phases of that grief cycle, which I think we're going to do an episode on in the future. But talking to parents is so tricky, especially adding on about their child's difficulties. So true. And I find that working with late talkers or in that early intervention space, it's such a niche area of speech pathology because you're not just working with the child, but you're working with parents caregivers, siblings, 
kindergartens, daycares, like the list is endless and the support network for these little ones is huge. And I think that's something that's not really taught until you're in the moment or have had those experiences. Would you yeah, agree? Definitely. You de- you have to experience it to get more confident in it, even though we're talking about it just to get hopefully give you some more pointers, but you just need to do it and then hopefully you feel a little bit better. But to be honest, these conversations, as I just said, still make me really nervous. So I can just imagine how that feels as a new grad working in this area for the first time. It can be really hard as a speech pathologist working with these kids because usually we are the first person the child sees after they've received the diagnosis from their paid, or we could be the first person ever seeing them, which is also hard. Yeah, so hard. And I feel like you know, parents don't really have the education around who else their child needs to see or the why around it. So I feel like you're having those difficult conversations straight away. Yeah. Oh, I don't like <laughs> I know it's so, it literally just brings on all of these like questions in myself as well. But my number one tip for supporting parents in this phase is just to ask how they're doing. Like a, such a simple question. Um, you know, a question of how are you going can really change everything about your rapport and where the conversation goes. I find that parents are coming in quite stressed about, you know, how many appointments they have or not really knowing the whole therapy process or what this means for their child. You know, we're having questions about if their child will ever go to a mainstream school or not. And, you know, the list goes on with questions. But most of the time I find that this is because all they've received is the diagnosis from their pediatrician, as you said, Ash, and then they're pretty much sent straight to speech. Yeah, and they also often don't understand why they probably need to see a speech pathologist because our profession isn't very wildly, widely, wildly, (laughs) widely known. That, That doesn't sound right. I feel like widely is the right term. Yeah, like widely known or understood. Yeah, no, we're not. And I feel like it's still that age-old debate of like, oh, well, they can talk fine or, you know, I just want them to talk when really it's actually all the stuff underneath. I once asked a mum how she was going. You know, she came in exactly with all of those same questions and she literally just burst into tears because I was like, and how are you going? And I feel like it was at that point where I realised, okay, this question is actually so important and really powerful. Definitely, and not only to be there to show your support for the parent, but also by the way that they answer, you can also get an understanding of the grief cycle that the stage of the grief cycle that they're in. If they start bursting into tears and crying, then you could be like, okay, well, they're kind of in that little bit of denial phase, as well as if they're like, oh, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. They could also be in denial. But if they're coming in and they're like, I'm doing fine, I think I understand, you know, they're getting into those later stages and ready to action therapy. That's so true. I think it's important to understand that because I think that guides the next conversations that you have or how much information you give to them as well. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, if they're crying, I'm probably going to like hold back, you know, delving into like too much about goals. It's just, you know, okay, I need to support them right now. It's just figuring out where they're at. And what support yeah, and then you can also choose how much information you want to give them. Yeah, definitely. I do also have a few places of support up my sleeve for parents who are wanting to know a little bit more information, particularly about ASD, because I think it's really important that they understand it themselves in their own terms and you know can connect with other parents who are going through potentially yeah, the same that's thing. Yeah, a really good idea. 
Yeah, I think it's not something that, again, you don't really know unless you're in that situation. Like there's not really a list of places that you can just go to. Something that I recommend a lot is the Autism Queensland workshop for parents. It's just like an online workshop that they can access. I think it's free um, and it just talks about like, you know, a little bit more about ASD and then what this might look like for their child. Yeah. Well, I think autism is getting a little bit more known, the term, but especially if this is the first family member or their first child that has autism, they don't know anything. So it's very overwhelming. So that's a really nice workshop for parents to do. Yeah, another just like more informal support pages that I will often direct families to. Most of them are on Facebook. So I recommend the NDIS grassroots discussion page that's full of parents and support workers who are accessing the NDIS. So it tells them a little bit about that. I know, I'm actually a part of it. Sometimes, like, I will admit, sometimes it's like a lot of negative things Mm. about NDIS, I will say, but it is a good forum for like discussions and. Just like how caregivers are impacted by the changes in NDIS, I find. And I guess it's good for parents to realise that they're not alone in their journey, in the child's journey, I should say. Literally, I feel like that's the biggest thing is just like knowing that you're not the only one going through this. It's a bit more um, reassuring. I also posted in the Speech Pathology Australia private practice community to see if anybody else had some recommendations. And a couple of people have said... Amaze have some great resources. Ooh, I've never amaze, heard of them. No, maybe we'll have to link this in the show notes for yeah, yeah. And also for our learning as well. Somebody said, My Time is a parent support group that's run by Plum Tree. I really recommend this. It's run by parents and is very gentle. And then somebody else said, Aspect to have some great courses for families. I'd also recommend joining the Tara Facebook page comes recommended by many mums whose children have a diagnosis and looking into other autistic-led groups such as ICANN and Reframing Autism. So we'll definitely link all of those and I'll probably have a look at them myself, but they're recommended by other speeches as well. So I definitely trust those Yeah, definitely. And just a little side note for your professional judgment. Some Facebook groups can be quite wild in what is recommended and quite concerning um, from parents that don't receive therapy and they would say oh no your child's not talking at five it's okay don't worry about it so just really making sure the Facebook pages and groups that you recommend are groups that are led by therapists or a therapy program that you are aware of and you know you're using your professional judgment that it would be good for them because for a parent that is really struggling with the diagnosis of their child if they're going to be start reading posts from other parents that are saying it's okay that my child's not talking at six years old that can be quite negative for your client's parent and then they also might start turning away from therapy so just be mindful and make sure the Facebook groups you are recommending you know that those kind of negative comments aren't being floated around yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Definitely take those recommendations with a grain of salt and check them out yourself as well to see if they're suitable for the families. Definitely. Good tip, Cass. Another thing I make sure to do is to set up a parent session with myself and the child's caregivers. And during this, I find I can really support them and answer their questions about the therapy process. You can discuss goals, what therapy will look like, any other services to refer to and if they are eligible for any NDIS funding. 
During this process, it's also really important to reiterate the strength in their child and the great things the parents are doing for them. So, you know, example, it could be that they're seeking the support early on and they're eligible for funding, meaning to access services. They're actively a part of the therapy process. And then I will pull out strengths in their child. So, you know, this child has really strong gross and fine motor skills. They're really great at literacy. They're really great at maths. Whatever the child is good at, really focus on that and then gently add in about the therapy. I also reassure them that we don't have to think about schooling just yet. If they are before school age and the therapy process and our goals don't change whether the child has a diagnosis or not it's just they're they're the child this is who they are if they had a diagnosis it doesn't change the goals and that's something that's really nice to say to a parent I've had a few parents throughout my career have come to me when their child is like three and they feel really stressed because they're trying to think about schooling now and you have to really bring them back to the present and say this is what we're doing now schooling is in two to three years do not focus on that we need to focus on this and it takes a weight off their shoulders and I've had parents say oh thank you so much because I've just been so stressed because schooling is like pretty hectic like parents are thinking about schooling so early on now it makes me stressed so early apparently you have to put your kids on like so many waiting lists if you have a particular school obviously that you want to send them to but how do you even know I have honestly got no idea so when parents say that to me I'm like don't stress please think about it later my main point is just to reiterate that the diagnosis only gives them access to the funding which is better in the long run for their child to achieve their goals that's a really good way to put it ash I think that's so important I think people can get really caught up in a diagnosis and I think that that is changing for the better and hopefully it will change for the better eventually but it is really important to just let the families know that you know we see I think it's easy for us to fall into this category because we see all of our clients that have ASD but for this family you know it's it's the one child that's just been given this diagnosis so it can be really overwhelming so I think it's just important to help them understand that it doesn't change who their child is at the end of the day. I think it's a really tricky process to go through with parents, but I do find that having these conversations early on helps them to understand and reduces their anxiety about therapy and what this means for their child, which overall builds your rapport, really. Yeah, it definitely builds your rapport. And then it creates a safe space for your client's parents too to come to you with their concerns and to open up that conversation. So the only way to get better at these conversations these conversations is to just do it maybe write down a few little key points that you really need to talk about and then gauge how that parent is taking on board what you're saying whether you add in more information or whether you just scale it back and really support them just to get through the day really yeah good luck let us know if these tips are helpful at all and let us know if you have any other recommendations for parents in this early diagnostic phase so before we go today, Ash, what's in store for Diary of a New Grad Speechy 
this year or the last six months of this year? Well, we are, as we mentioned before, we're doing our Feature Friday segment. So that's where we're going to have a little bit more business collaborations where you get to hear from private practices across Australia and get to know the ins and outs of their business. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I love those business collaborations. I feel like it's really helpful for not only our audience, obviously, which is why we did it, but also just for businesses to just get their name out there, be known, and also just helps with sort of that recruitment issue that a lot of people are dealing with in Australia right now. So, yeah. also, what's that? I want to say this. I'm just going to be honest. I think it's also good for other private practices to hear how other businesses run and to maybe pick up, you know, some helpful tips and tricks of oh okay that sounds like a really nice process to have or very good point or oh I'm maybe my workload is too high (laughs) maybe maybe that's why I'm not hiring maybe I'm expecting (laughs) you grads to do way too much (laughs) (laughs) anyway, Uh, we'll just leave that comment there we think that there's a lot of positives to doing this new segment so we hope that you guys really enjoy it what else are we doing Cass So something that is really, really exciting for us as podcasters, but also for our students and new grads in the Townsville area, and you would have seen this on our Instagram and Facebook last week, but we are coming up to Townsville this Friday for our first in-person event with Mm -hmm. Speechies Speech Therapy. So scary because Cassie and I started this podcast during COVID. It was our little COVID baby. (laughs) When we've done talks, it's been over Zoom. So I think, oh no, Cassie, you did the presentation at the university. I've done one, yeah, but it was like a very like chill kind of panel. Like I wasn't the only only person speaking. So I feel like this is a lot more yeah, terrifying. Yeah, this is my first in-person event. So I'm just scared. <laughs> <laughs> I know, please go easy on us with the questions because there's going to be some time for a Q&A, but Honestly, just so excited to have this opportunity to go up to Townsville with Speechy Speech Therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be so good and to meet you guys in person. So if you are wanting to register, I think um, tickets to attend in person are quite limited, but definitely check it out if you are in the Townsville region. Otherwise, it is open to other fourth year and final year master's students across Australia via Zoom. And you can attend and sit and speechy from your lounge room. <laughs> so exciting. We are very excited to see you all there. And lastly, we've got something in the works for anyone who's living in Brisbane or the Gold Coast region for our two-year little anniversary. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully we can just be organised, Cassie. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Yes, very excited. We've got a lot of things planned and we've also discussed um, putting out some more TPT products for you guys. We are just super busy at the moment, which is amazing, but yeah, we also want to make sure that we are delivering the stuff that you guys want to hear and see as yes, well. Yes, definitely. Well, that's all we've got time for this episode. But as always, if you do have any recommendations that you want to hear, or especially with our new segment, How to Talk to Parents, please let us know on our Instagram DMs. And if you do enjoy our content, can you please like and maybe leave a cheeky review <laughs> of five stars only? Please. It's a nice one. (laughs) But thanks everyone for listening if you got this far and we will chat to you next week. Okay, Bye. bye.
Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to stay up to date with us, then please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Diary of a New Grad Speechy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review below. Thanks so much. See you next week.